one constant through all the years, Ray. Benson and those guys. Benson and those guys. Benson and those guys brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. Zach and the iPad. We just lost half our listeners. We're now down to three. You want to heckle blind people? You're such a moron. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fired. You got 20 bucks? He's got a monster hot. That is helping nothing. Let's get nuts. Are you not entertained? I'm not going to let our fans down. It's a faith-based sports radio program. I'm not certain that that format is ever going to work. Welcome to another edition of the Benson and Those Guys program. The show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com, fearing nothing but God. We're glad to have you with us. You can follow us on Twitter or really any of the other major social media platforms. Just look for us at btgprogram.com. I'm here with the Moron Twins, Zach and Darren. What up? Not even twins. said that before. It's a great line. I think you're the moron. This is, uh, I don't know if you guys picked up on this this week, but this was not the week to mess with statues. Did you see that? (laughs) Michigan, Michigan's a good state game, big game. They really, they spray spray painted the Magic Johnson statue outside Michigan State with a a gold M, and it says Beat State. Now, that's, I don't like the fact that they spray painted it. In Philadelphia, the Giants, uh, or fans of the Giants, put on a giant Steve Weatherford jersey over top of the Rocky statue there in Philadelphia. Now, in both those cases, the statue-altering teams lost. Of course, that Michigan-Michigan State game, How have you ever seen so a wild bad. finish like that? I feel bad for the punter. You, the kid can't go back to class, right? He has to leave Michigan now, right? i got to tell you, if you are calling and giving death threats to a kid who missed a punt in a football game. Is he a freshman? You you need no, a life. No, he's like a fifth year. He's oh. been there forever. You just leave. Just leave, man. I'm not Anybody sure I completely punt. buy into the Aussie rules excuse that he used. You know, in, in Aussie rules, you can't fall on the football. There's a penalty. And in Aussie football, Aussie rules football, which he plays, he's come up, this is one of those Australian punters, it's not uncommon for them to kick with people all over them. So this was nothing unusual for him to try to make that kick, but obviously it didn't work out. I'm not sure I buy all that anyway. He says it. That's great. I mean, I, I don't know the guy. Maybe he's truthful. But Steve Weatherford, who, by the way, is a Twitter uh, – he's great on Twitter. I don't know if you <laughs> follow him. He really is. He's, he's very funny. And, of course – People are attacking him, and I think somebody called him a a, a nobody. And Weatherford, this is one of the Eagles fans when they saw his jersey on on the Rocky statue. Steve Weatherford's response to that was, "That's cute, funny how a non NFL nobody has more rings than your entire NFL city." <laughs> referring to Philadelphia, he wins. Yeah, and um, another tweet that Steve Weatherford puts out. He says, "I didn't put it there, and you can't disgrace a fiction." A fictional champion, much like your team titles. Fictional. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see um, 
I don't, it must have been Monday Night Countdown on, on ESPN where it's, it's, um, Chris Berman, Mike Ditka, and Chris Carter. And they're sitting there and Mike Ditka leans way over in his chair and he lets one fly. And it just, you can hear it. You can hear it on the clip over the air. See and, Chris Carter's face. Oh, his, his fa- he just loses it. And he starts to giggle. And of course, uh, Berman handled it like a chance. He's, tr- he kept he's trying to keep it going. He's trying to be professional about it, and he's just going on talking about if the, the results of one team wins or another. But, oh, my goodness. <laughs> no one's paying attention to your talking about football after that. You Everyone's know, trying to figure out what just happened. I want to thank Ditka because that started me down the rabbit hole of watching YouTube videos of people farting on camera. It's a good 15 minutes worth of fun. You should check it out. I have found that turning on YouTube, whether it's for a minute, you know, you think of a it's song. Never for a minute. Uh, I, I hear a song. Oh, you know, I haven't heard that, but it's on YouTube. So you go and you see the video and that minute and a half, as you just said, is never a minute and a <laughs> no. half. That's usually an hour and a half commitment. <laughs> as I go down this road of just watching video after video and I've invented this game. It, maybe, maybe you've played it. Maybe I didn't invent it, but I, but I play it all the time. I try to, I, I'm watching a video. And I see if I can end up, let's say you're watching, I don't know, pick your band. You're watching One Direction. And you want to end up at... Can't get enough of them. You want to end up at Linda Ronstadt. So now you're picking these videos, trying to see when a Linda Ronstadt video will come up in the column to the right. So you got to know, okay, this guy played guitar on this one, so this might lead into that. Takes you an hour and a half before you finally end up where you want it's to be. It's like the five degrees of Kevin Bacon game. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's exactly what that is. I, I always watch YouTube. Except it sends out to be 17 or 18 degrees of YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. I always watch until I get Rickrolled, which happens every time I'm watching YouTube videos. <laughs> Speaking of One Direction, a British hockey team. By the way, I had no idea Britain had hockey teams, but the Sheffield Steelers are a little bent out of shape about Losing a game. They had a game scheduled, and because of a One Direction concert, they're bumping the Sheffield Steelers hockey game. They should learn from what happened with Taylor Swift here in the States. Changing the concert date never works. They said, we certainly aren't happy with the late postponement. We believe this is a commercial decision taken by the arena that will certainly inconvenience, disrupt, and hurt financially both the club and our supporters. Mm-hmm. I think One Direction is really like maybe one of the biggest things to yeah, come out of England in the last few years, you. right? They are out of England, aren't they? Yeah. Sure. But the thing I take away from that, British has, the Britons have hockey teams. Also, this past week, Ray Lewis is on his book tour <laughs> promoting the book. I feel like going on life, game and glory. And at one stop, he says, and I don't, I'm not attempting to make light of this. It's ridiculous what he said, though. I don't know what happened in Atlanta. I know there there was a settlement. I I get it. Um, Maybe I shouldn't have said that there's a settlement. There was a plea bargain. That's that's what that was. Ray Lewis said he didn't kill the men in Atlanta because they were shorter than him. He says, first of all, they're four or five freaking inches shorter than me, right? Why would I fight somebody anyway? The six foot one former linebacker. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense because somebody's shorter than you. Here's another explanation he gave to uh, another interview. He said he was not dressed for the part. What? 
Remember, I was dressed out, had my jewelry on, my, my fine mink coat. I wasn't about to start mixing it up looking like that. That's the general rule of thumb. I've never heard of this rule of thumb. <laughs> but the general rule of thumb when you're doing the, t- when you, when you're doing the town and looking good, the nicer you're dressed, the less inclined you are to get in a fight. That is, if you're even inclined in that way to begin with. He should have just not said anything at all. That's one of those instances where you've said it best when you say nothing at all. <laughs> just Great song. stop talking, which is probably what people are listening to this program are saying <laughs> right now. So we're going to go to break coming up later in the program. We're going to talk to Sean Crest. Sean writes for accsports.com. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Lamar Odom situation and, of course, what's been going on in Louisville. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bed bugs, snakes, yellow jackets, they do it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Tim Hiller was striving for a prized roster spot with the Indianapolis Colts when six words changed everything. We have to let you go. In his new book, Strive, former collegiate and NFL quarterback Tim Hiller leads you on a year-long journey, taking small steps each week on the path to making your life matter and to developing more and more into the person God designed you to be. Strive by Tim Hiller, now available on Amazon or at timhiller.com. Benson and those guys brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. I'm Benson. He's Barletta, and the other guy is Metzger. They're those guys. I'm sitting here with those guys talking sports from a faith-based perspective, which brings me to the accusations and surrounding this Louisville basketball. They are these are troubling. It would seem that the corroborating witnesses, the paper trails, and such would suggest they're in this pretty deep, Louisville, that they've they've done their research. Those of you who are not aware, a group of former basketball players or recruits told ESPNs outside the lines that they attended parties where there were strippers who were paid for by the team's former graduate assistant coach, Andre McGee. In fact, one of the players said that he had had sex with a dancer after McGee had paid her. One of the recruits who ended up playing at a at another school is quoted as saying, I knew they weren't college girls. It was crazy. It was like a strip club. The allegations originated in a book published recently by former escort Katina Powell. The book is called Breaking Cardinal Rules, Basketball, and the Escort Queen. The sex parties are alleged to have occurred between 2010 and 2014 inside Billy Minardi Hall, which, by the way, is named for head coach Rick Pitino's uh, late brother-in-law, which is on the which is the on-campus dorm for the Louisville athletes. 
Powell said in her book that McKee arranged the parties and paid her $10,000 for supplying dancers during that time period. Powell also said in an interview with ESPN that McGee also supplied cash for side deals, and I guess I guess we all know what that means by side deals. It included sex with recruits and even some guardians who accompanied those recruits on visits, and if that weren't enough, also with some of the Louisville players. The former player who said he had sex with a dancer claims that McGee provided him with $1 bills to be able to tip dancers, and that it was McGee who paid one of the dancers to have sex with that player in the interview as if it were as if it were attempting to be upstanding the player said to McGee would give us the money just the recruits as if he you know because he didn't want to uh, Alec, uh, he didn't want to accuse the players because it would be inappropriate and against NCAA rules of course to give money to players the player adds that a bunch of us were sitting around while they danced and then the players left and the recruits chose which one they wanted this is, this is some really, really disturbing stuff. In fairness to Louisville head coach Rick Patino, he's quoted as saying, I don't know if any of this is true or not. He also called on McGee um, to come out and tell the truth to his teammates and to the University of Louisville. I'm quoting Patino here, to his fans and to the coaches that have taught him to do the right things for years and allowed him to be at a part of something special here. McGee, who so far has not commented, left Louisville in 2014. He's now an assistant coach at the University of Missouri in Kansas City, and he's on administrative leave there with pay while the school conducts a review. Powell said she kept phone records, texts, and detailed journals of the events, quote, because I knew that this day would come, and I knew that one day they would say she's lying. Outside the Lines has independently confirmed that Text messages sent to Powell to arrange the parties came from McGee's cell phone. They've also independently confirmed a wire transfer of $200 from McGee to Powell on at least one occasion. Guys, that sort of sets the situation. So where does one even begin discussing it? I guess the thing that obviously joins out is the phrase from the Bible in Numbers 32:23: be sure your sin will find you out. Now, I don't know Ms. Powell. Obviously, my wife is relieved to know I don't know Ms. Powell. But I <laughs> I have to question the wisdom of trusting someone who works in her particular line of work, as McGee seemed to. What has the world come to when you can't trust your escort slash prostitute <laughs> slash provider of girls for sex? I mean, seriously, if you're making arrangements with this type, um, an arrangement of this type with a prostitute, should you be surprised if she writes a book and you're mentioned in it? I mean, be sure your sin will indeed find you out. Really, you're making a deal here. You're saying, come on in, I'm going to pay you this money, do all these things. You don't think she's going to write a book? You don't think at some point she's going to tip off somebody? I don't know if it's a cash grab. I don't know what the book is. I mean, obviously there's money in it for her. For her to, I don't know that she has said one way or the other if it's all about money, but it's not not about money. I mean, you don't write a book for free. But in talking about it on sports radio, there's not going to be any division on this. Other than one or two people trying to get a reaction, nobody's going to be calling in to say they don't see a problem or that Louisville did nothing wrong. Nobody's going to be saying that. However, I have been hearing people wondering why Louisville is under fire because, after all, it happens everywhere. 
And while this may indeed happen in pockets of isolated incidents, I don't think this happens everywhere. Just because you see this kind of thing all over TV, it's in the movies, it's on your streaming service network shows, it doesn't mean it happens in real life. Learn to discern real life from fantasy. Where's the shock? Where's the shock and, uh, you know, oh, this happens everywhere? I, you know, I don't, I don't believe that to be true. I find myself wondering when I hear the account of how players and recruits were sitting around while the girls danced, with the added details that some of them were dancing naked, did anybody object? Did anybody get up and leave? Did it, did anyone? I, I mean, they didn't have to stay, right? So it seems they were not uncomfortable and that this was situation was probably all right with them. And I get it. They're high school. They're not yet in, in college. They're being recruited. I, I mean, you're asking, I understand. Second Timothy 2.22 tells us, flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with all those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. I mean, you could have got up and left. I get it, though. It's not easy. The tempt of a woman is, is a very difficult thing for a young man, or any man for that matter, to resist. I heard Stephen A. Smith on his program earlier this week. He was making this very point and referenced the Garden of Eden. Stephen A. Smith was talking about Adam, who at the time was walking with God, fellowshipping with the Lord God himself. But when tempted by a woman, he chose to be with her and ate of the forbidden fruit. And you think that a young college recruit has a chance? (sighs) That's a tough situation. Sometimes people to effectively deal with sin, we need to get ourselves away from the temptation. Get out of there, man. Flee youthful passions. That's what the Bible says. King James says, flee youthful lusts. So flee, man, if that's what it takes. I mean, these young people in that situation, I haven't heard that they did. I haven't heard that they didn't, but they had every opportunity to leave. Bible says that's what Joseph did. Joseph was uh, the most trusted person in Potiphar's employ, but it was Potiphar's wife, though, that you might recall how she had her eye on Joseph. Genesis 39.12 says that eventually she caught him by his garment, saying, lie with me, but he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. I don't know about you. I don't, I don't know what the, the dress was, but I picture my man just running out naked. You know, she had a hold of his garment. He left it and got out of there. And, um, David Guzik says this. He says, if we are not actually running towards sin, we have a tendency to at least linger in his presence. And isn't that the truth? I mean, if, even if we're not running towards the sin, we do have a tendency sometimes to linger in his presence. But we are commanded, he also says, to do the only safe thing. Run away from these lusts of the flesh and run as fast as we can. That's been something that really God's been working on me in, in recent weeks to just make that choice to get out of there. When I'm sitting in, in a tempting situation, rather than excuse my sin to cover over my sin, we talked about looking the other way on our, on last week's show when we were talking about Chase Utley, um, it becomes harder and harder and harder to deal with your sin the more you look the other way. I need to make the choice to sanctify myself, to separate myself from that sin. And in the Bible, you also have an example of the exact opposite, where David goes up on the rooftop, sees Bathsheba bathing. He doesn't walk away, and he ends up becoming an adulterer and a murderer. Good point. 
I remember being invited to a bachelor party many years ago. I, I had just recently gotten married, maybe within a few weeks. It might be, this might be the only bachelor party I've ever been invited to now that I think about it, but the group was seeing a comedian and then they were going to go to a strip club. It was a good friend. I went and saw, this was Rob Bartlett. He, uh, I don't know if you've watched Don Imus's program. He's on Don Imus quite a bit. Uh, it was Rob Bartlett's show, but afterwards, I was the only one who left and went home. And yes, there's plenty of teasing. There's plenty of teasing, plenty of pressure to go to the club. And I'm not saying this to my glory. I'm saying it to God's glory. But he provided the strength that I needed to, to just avoid it. And looking back, I'm glad I didn't go. I was able to resist the temptation of, of those guys' pressure. But had I gotten to the club, I'm not sure how much I could have handled, how much pressure, how much temptation I could have handled you know, in the presence of those women. We have this promise from God. This is 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. God, God lets us know that our temptation is not unique. Others have faced the same, or at least a very similar temptation, they found the strength in God to overcome the temptation, and so can we. So can you. You can be victorious in the strength of Jesus, not in your own strength. We'll obviously be hearing more about this Louisville situation in the weeks to come. We'll learn of Patino's involvement, if any, in what he did or what he did not know, how it affects his legacy. He's already a Hall of Fame coach. But for the rest of us, most of us would agree that Recruiting high school basketball players with sex parties is certainly shameful. But let's perhaps raise our guard so when temptation comes our way, our hearts and our minds are firmly grounded in Christ so that we may withstand and avoid the sin. All to the glory of God. It's a tough situation. It's It really is a troubling, disturbing, ugly situation. And we could probably, all of us agree, looking around, there's a lot of fault, there's a lot of shame to point out, but... At some point, when faced with the temptation of sin, we have to make the choice to get up and go, to flee youthful passions. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys. Shows brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company. Locally owned and operated for nearly two decades, McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Tim Hiller was striving for a prized roster spot with the Indianapolis Colts when six words changed everything. We have to let you go. In his new book, Strive, former collegiate and NFL quarterback Tim Hiller leads you on a year-long journey, taking small steps each week on the path to making your life matter and to developing more and more into the person God designed you to be. Strive by Tim Hiller, now available on Amazon or at timhiller.com. Sean Crest has covered the NFL, NBA, MLB, UFC, ACC, a whole 
horde of stuff. He works for accsports.com. He also writes for Raleigh and Company. His work has appeared in the Sporting News, CBSSports.com, a whole host of other things. He's twice been honored by the Pro Football Writers of America. He joins us now on Benson and Those Guys. Sean, I'm glad you could join us. Sure, glad to be here. Thank you. You can settle some things for us because we did a, a football preview show earlier in the season where one of the guys on this program predicted that the Panthers would win only two football games all year. I don't know who that could have been. I'm shocked that the Panthers wouldn't get get a lot of respect outside of the outside of North Carolina. That's shocking. Well, <laughs> they are five and zero after. Man, that was a convincing come from behind victory over Seattle. Did it? Did anyone see this coming before the season? How well the Panthers are playing? I don't think so. Um, it, it was kind of, uh, at least in the area, it was kind of uh, very negative thoughts towards the Panthers going into this season. Uh, they won the division last year with a uh, barely 500 record. Uh, I think that a, uh, a tie game kept them from being 500. Uh, and then going into this year, they're really their only promising receiver on the roster. Uh, Kevin Benjamin was lost for the season in training camp. Uh, then Luke Keekley was gone at the very beginning of the season for several games. So you're talking about one of your best offensive players and your best defensive player uh, missing a substantial amount of time. Uh, yeah, I think expectations were understandably very low for the Panthers going into the season. Cam Newton, he's been playing like a man possessed, despite having really what I would think is a lackluster receiving core and a running game that really hasn't gotten on track. How how is he doing that? And is he can he be a legitimate MVP candidate? I think what you're the, the short answer is yes. I think what you're seeing is he's taking that that next depth that he's been struggling with for the last uh, couple of years. As a, as a rookie, he was you know, getting by on talent. Uh, he was doing things that uh, professional defensive coordinators just hadn't seen before, uh, running that read option. He was just doing it all pretty much on his own. And over the last few years, uh, the coaching staff has worked to try to get him to become more of an NFL-style quarterback who can go to that running game when he needs to. Uh, and I think what you're seeing this year is it's finally all clicked for him. Uh, he's making his receivers better. I mean, the, the lead receiver on the team is Ted Ginn Jr., uh, who's never, who's, who's been in the league for eight years and has never been the number one option or, or done anything to, to determine that, uh, that he would be able to be. So, uh, it's just incredible that he's able to do what he's doing, uh, considering people that he's throwing the ball to. Josh Norman isn't exactly a household name, but I mean, he's been playing lights out. If he's not the best cornerback in football, he's going to be soon, won't he? It seems like it. Uh, again, that's, that's another kid that things just clicked for. He had a, a rough couple of years coming up through the Panthers organization, uh, starting as a rookie. Uh, he was forced into the starting lineup uh, due to some injuries in the secondary, and he really had a rough time of it. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long learning process, but again, this year, it's uh, yeah, he's making the big plays, and it seems like he stepped up when the defense needed someone uh, with, their, with their star linebacker, Luke Keekley, going down. Uh, they needed kind of a, a new star on the defense, and he took that role. And now that Keekley's back, uh, yeah, things are definitely looking up on defense. We're talking with Sean Crest. He writes for accsports.com. He also co- covers the Carolina Panthers for Raleigh and Company. And, Sean, it seems Ron Rivera has, he, every year he's rumored to be on the hot seat. Is it enough for him just to make the playoffs to keep his job, or do the Panthers need to make a deep postseason run this year? 
Um, I don't think that I don't think his job's in danger, especially with the start that they've had. Um, yeah, there have been some some grumblings about him in the past, um, and, and the last two years when he's won the division uh, title, uh, it was kind of more of an indictment on the division than a credit to the Panthers that, that they were able to win that title because again they won both years with barely a 500 record. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, so he didn't get the credit for that really. Um, but he's I mean he he's the one that came up with this game plan for Cam Newton and had his offensive coordinator lay it out for them. I mean, that's, he inherited uh, Newton, this promising rookie, and he's been the one that's guided him to, to where he is now. Um, he kind of changed his entire personality as far as coaching. He was a very conservative coach. And when he saw that wasn't working, uh, he became what everyone now calls Riverboat Ron, where he's willing to go for it on fourth down and, and kind of take those gambles. So um, I think he gets credit for for seeing what wasn't working and making the changes, uh, even if it meant, you know, even if it meant him taking the blame. So I think, I think he gets credit for that. Uh, I think with the start they've had, uh, even if they don't make it deep into the playoffs, I think he should be okay, at least in this offseason. Uh, and then we'll look to next year to maybe, uh, to maybe get the expectations higher where we hope that, uh, hope that he goes deeper in the playoffs and start grumbling if he doesn't. You're around the Panthers all the time covering for Raleigh and company that, the Panthers' remaining schedule doesn't seem especially difficult. Are they able to keep this going, Do you, or, or are they going to have to fight off the Falcons? Are both those teams for real, or one of those teams for real? Um, the Falcons, at least in my book, the Falcons were a bit of a surprise. Uh, I didn't expect them to, to have the type of season they're having. It kind of looked like the division was going to be uh, much like it was last year. But I think that um, I think New Orleans is better, although they're still in last place. I think Tampa Bay is better than they were last year, which, again, isn't saying much. Uh, but I think Atlanta is really the big surprise. I'm looking forward to um, to those two showdown games with Atlanta, which could both come in December. So it's going to be – we've got a, we've got a bit of time to wait uh, to see the showdown. They're going to meet on December 13th in Carolina and then two days after Christmas in Atlanta. So they're, they're kind of backloading the schedule as far as the two marquee games for the NFC South this year. Let me switch gears for just a second and ask you about some ACC football. Two undefeated schools, Clemson 6-0, and Florida State 6-0, and ranked six, uh, number six and number nine in the nation. Any way those teams, one of those teams, both those teams can slip into the playoff scenario? I don't see that both of them make it in. Uh, they're playing each other, and I think that the, the winner of that game is going to be the one that the ACC has to get behind and and they've got to win out after that, or else, or, you know, the ACC is going to be the conference that's left out. Uh, and I think going into that game, uh, Clemson's got to be the prohibitive favorite. I and mean, they've got they've got the best player in the ACC and quarterback Deshaun Watson. Uh, they've got a solid defense. They're young players, but they've uh, at least so far this season they've proven themselves. They had that big win against Notre Dame. So I think that um, right now Clemson is the class of the ACC, but. Florida State just keep going. They haven't lost in, uh, I think, three years now. We're coming up on the three-year anniversary of their last ACC loss. Uh, and Dalvin Cook, if he's healthy again, um, you know, you can never rule them out. But I think that the winner of that game in November is going to be the one that goes on and, uh, and, get, and represents the division, or <clears throat> excuse me, represents the conference in the playoffs. There's just a logjam of undefeated teams ahead of them. Uh, but I got to think that some of them will start getting knocked off and, let me ask you about basketball, though, for a second. You got in the ACC, three of the top ten. I don't give a whole lot of 
credence and in, in, to the rankings in basketball because you know you got the tournament at the end of the year, but you got Duke, North Carolina, Virginia all in the top ten. How how difficult a year? We're we're in Western New York, and of course we're all Syracuse fans here. How difficult is it going to be for Syracuse over these next few years? It's going to be tough, uh, especially with the scholarship reductions that they're looking at. Um, uh, the, the program was hit really hard with those NCAA uh, sanctions. Um, and, in fact, Jim Beheim's not going to be with the team for the start of this season um, as a result of that penalty. So even at full strength, uh, it, it would have been kind of a death march for, for Syracuse. Uh, this year, like you said, Carolina is loaded. I think they lost uh, one significant player from last year's team. Um, they were voted preseason number one. They're sharing that with Kentucky right now. Duke, the defending national champion, they, they've changed over a lot, but uh, they replaced their players with the nation's top recruiting class. And then, like you mentioned, uh, neither of those teams won the ACC last year. Uh, that was Virginia. So, um, yeah, it's very, very top-loaded at the top of the ACC, and that's not even mentioning Louisville. Uh, who's been in the news for a lot of other reasons recently, uh, NC State. Uh, there's, there's plenty of solid teams, both at the top and then at the next level. So, yeah, Syracuse, I would look well, – we have our media day next week. I'm going to have to submit my ballot at the start of next week. I'm probably looking at Syracuse somewhere in the 8 or 9 range, I would say. He's Sean Cress. He writes for accsports.com, also Raleigh and Company. Now, you're, of course, Zach's cousin. And he tells me that you also write TV reviews for Raleigh and Company. What's the best new TV show this year? The best. There are two that I've really liked a lot. Um, and as the self-appointed TV reviewer for Raleigh and Company, um, I took it upon myself to watch every new TV show that debuted on a network uh, this fall. Uh, I didn't watch all of them for long. I basically watched them until I decided show was terrible, which meant that, you know, I think the record was 16 seconds when I finally gave up on the show. <laughs> that was the fastest. What, what show was that? Um, that was Dr. Ken, um, the, the show with that guy. Oh, yeah. Over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 16 they, they seconds, it, wow. They made it through a couple of butt jokes, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I've seen enough. <laughs> it's about what I expected. Uh, but the best show um, is another comedy. It's on Fox. It's called Grind The Grinder starring Rob Lowe, where he basically plays a parody of a Hollywood star. And um, Is that the one with Fred Savage? It up, but it's basically Rob Lowe chewing scenery for 30 minutes, and yeah, it's, it's brilliantly done. He deserves an award, at least for the first few episodes, because he's been great. Is that the one with Fred Savage in it? Yes, yes, Fred Savage yeah. plays his brother. I think my, my wife's been following that one. Sean, it's been fun. I'm glad you could join us and... Uh... I wish you well in the rest of the season covering the Panthers, and look forward to talking to you again about the ACC. Anytime at all. Thank you very much. Thank you. He's Sean Crest, accsports.com, Raleigh and Company, joining us on Benson and Those Guys. Folks, let me talk to you for just a second. You've heard us say time and time again on this show that our title sponsor, Town & Country Pest Solutions, are the best. We'd say that even if they weren't giving us money. You know why? Because they are the best. Maybe we just wouldn't say it as often. Hey, have you seen all those stink bugs out there? Don't squish them. That's where they get their name. Are they bothering you? Call Town & Country. Are mice or other furry critters using your home as an escape for the upcoming cold? Call Town & Country. Do you have bed bugs? Do you know someone who does? Call Town & Country. 
Their team of extremely knowledgeable professionals will get the job done for you. They'll be in, they'll be out, and they'll inconvenience you a lot less than those pesky critters have been. Town & Country Pest Solutions guarantees their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. Benson and those guys brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com. You can follow us on Twitter at BTG Program. Visit our website, btgprogram.com. You need to know that I, our producer, we have the best faith-based sports talk show producer in, I think, all of the country, mild-mannered Zach, who, um, Likes nothing more than to bang his head against the wall <laughs> listening to thrash metal music. Which is kind of, if somebody didn't know you, would be a little bit of a surprise. You are very mild-mannered. You are a nerd with stats and statistics. You're, you You come, um, you know, you wouldn't think that you're a heavy metal junkie. That's okay. That's well right. said. Well said, Zach. That's why That's why you do what you do. It's nice to know you think so well of me in a field of, like, three guys. <laughs> the best of those three. Producers. Reports over the last few days are that Lamar Odom and Khloe Kardashian have agreed to call off their divorce. The reality star had filed for divorce from Odom in December of 2013. However, the couple actually only signed those papers this past summer, and in fact, the separation had not even been finalized. And apparently, since Odom was rushed to the hospital on October 13th, Kardashian is reported to have been by his side, and it's been revealed that she's never discarded the former Lakers' last name. Now, I'm hoping this is uh, not some kind of media stunt where reality television lowlifes are not just seizing an opportunity to exploit the Odom situation exchange for higher ratings. I, I mean, I feel a little sleazy even mentioning that possibility, but it when, but when it becomes, comes to this particular family, I don't, I, I don't put anything past them. And frankly, you just never know, especially when the news of the reconciliation is reported in the same breath as is the emotional reaction of recent boyfriend James Harden. I've heard just as much about his reaction to this as I have about um, Odom and Kardashian. Didn't we ban the use of the Kardashian name on the show for a while? Well, that's what made this. I thought this as I was researching this and thinking we're going to talk about how do you talk about it without bringing it up. But this, this is a sad, sad story. As you're probably aware, former NBA star Lamar Odom was found unconscious in a brothel outside Las Vegas. You know... We said earlier on the program, be sure your sin will find you out. Let me tell you, that's not how you want to be found out, right? I mean, that's... Nope. Mm-mm. The owner of the brothel, who, by the way, his name, his business name has been in the media a little more than what would seem comfortable or even appropriate. It's almost as like he's getting a little run on this, too, and I don't know that to be true, but it seems it, and it's just it's a little creepy. He said that o- uh, Odom paid 75000 for the company of two women for a three-day stay. There are reports that he took as many as 
10 herbal male performance-enhancing supplements, while the reports also include the possibility that he'd been using cocaine as well. Odom is said to be recovering remarkably, and in recent days has been up and able to take a few steps. And Obviously, I hope the best for Lamar Odom. I hope the people he chooses to surround himself with are people who sincerely care for his well-being and will support him through what will be a certainly a long recovery and a rehab. Lamar Odom has enjoyed success. He won two NBA championships. He won the sixth Man of the Year award. He's made millions of dollars. But he's also known pain. His mother passed away when he was 12. He lost a six-month-old son to SIDS in 2006. Only a year or so ago, he lost a friend to an overdose. Uh, Listening to one person who says they know Odom well, says that everything started to change for Odom when the Lakers traded him to Dallas, that the downhill spiral started when he was traded to Dallas. That That's not to in, intended to indict at the Lakers in any way. Obviously, they have a franchise to run, and trades are made all the time in professional sports, but Lamar Odom is said to have loved being an L.A. Laker. He loved playing with Kobe. He loved the L.A. lifestyle, all the attention and credibility that comes with being a member of the Lakers. The blame, the problem, it is suggested, is that Lamar's Lamar Odom's identity was wrapped up in being an L.A. Laker. And when that was taken away, that is, that's when things began to unravel. That's when the marriage problems started. Everyone who, everyone who knew him that was interviewed would say what a kind, generous, sweet person, outgoing, funny, just a, just just a good guy. Nobody's got a bad word to say about him. And those traits began to be a little less obvious in Odom's life after the trade. That's not to say that he's his being traded caused his problems or were the impetus to them, but seemed to be what made whatever his problems were that much more apparent and perhaps even more prominent. I like to use that, that situation there to segue into really a practical application for you and I. We live in a world full of people who feel as though they don't fit in all around us. I mean, the suicide situations we hear about, and there's so many of them, seems to be going up all the time. People just don't feel like they fit in. Many people are searching for a sense of belonging to someone or something. They want uh, they want something with which to identify. And uh, unfortunately, too many of them gain their identity from Anything from fashion trends, acceptance by peers, even being included by those who engage in drugs or giving of them sexual, sexually, whatever it takes to be included or accepted by a group of people. Everybody wants to be accepted. And when they, they don't feel their own self-identity is enough, they go looking for satisfaction elsewhere. Satan, of course, knows this, and he lays traps of temptation before us. Even many Christians gain their identity more from their family backgrounds or jobs or relationships rather than than from who they are in Christ. Today we see many who identify more with, with an image of who they would like to be as opposed to who they are in Christ. An example I can think of would, would be, you know, think of Christian hipsters. And I'm not picking on every Christian hipster, but many of these folks, are. it's more important to be identified with that image of cool, whatever, uh, than it is to be identified in Christ as really nothing more than a sinner saved by grace. The Apostle Paul emphasized this point at 
that we're in Christ throughout his epistles. Uh, I won't read the tra- chapter, of course, but you can go read Ephesians chapter 1 for yourself as just one example. Lamar Odom may have, uh, may have seen too much pain and, and too many troubles in his life. Perhaps for him being part of the L.A. Lakers and their championship status allowed him to identify as something more than deep down he really felt he was. And without that association, he didn't have enough value in his own eyes. And for believers, sometimes we feel that we are less than what God says we are. But in Christ, we are significant. And in Christ, we are sufficient. When Christ died on the cross, he paid the penalty for our sin. He died there to put out, put to death our, our old self. He died to, to enable us to receive his life. As we surrender to him, he gives us his life in exchange for ours. He becomes our life. We live by his life. He is in us and we are in him and now we live this this new life. We are a new creature. His righteousness is made ours. When God looks at us, he sees us in Christ. As we enter into a relationship with Jesus, we speak as he spoke. We act as he acted. As we diminish, he increases. As we let go of our understanding, our faith grows. As his trust is proven again and again, as we acknowledge our weakness, he is shown powerful and that power His power is magnified in us. The goal of the enemy, the goal of the devil, is to steal the identity of believers. Ephesians 6, 10, 11 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. I I know at times even the strongest of us, the best of us, we have moments of doubt. We have moments of weakness when we just... I don't perhaps feel frightened and insecure. The temptation is there to run to sex, to drugs, to alcohol, to maybe it's success in sports or any number of things to bring satisfaction, comfort, a sense of belonging. But Jesus Christ stands there waiting for us to run to him, to remember that he thought us worthy and loved each of us so much to give his life on the cross so that we would one day be with him for the rest of eternity. That's the true source of comfort and peace, to be identified with Christ. As we head towards a break, let me leave you with one more verse. This is Philippians 4, 7. It says, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I feel for Lamar Odom, but there's so many more people like him that they don't know where to turn. They don't know what to place their identity in. They're not comfortable with who or what they are, so they turn to any number of things, drugs, sex, for, for satisfaction and comfort when that comfort is found in Jesus Christ. I'm Benson. They're those guys. You're listening to Benson and those guys. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions' team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. 
alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. They do it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. Fearing nothing but God. You have a lot of useless information in your head. It's as useless as the Winter Olympics. You are useless, Ignacio. It's about as useless as a screen door on a submarine. Ben Roethlisberger of the Pittsburgh Steelers is not expected to play this weekend, which would mark his fourth consecutive game missed with a leg injury this year. But that's not all bad news because Big Ben, twice in other seasons in his career, has missed four games. Both of those seasons, 2005 and 2010, the Steelers went on to win the Super Bowl. So this may be the good luck charm that they needed, actually. All right, there's Zach with useless information. You guys watching ESPN the other night, the Monday Night Football game, when they had the Star Wars trailer, the build-up to that? Did you see that? No, I actually still haven't seen it, and I really need to. Nerd. So we can't talk about it. No, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, you have nothing to input about it. I haven't seen it because I'm cool. I could just say it was... Well, you you didn't see it either? No. Do either of you guys care that Star Wars is coming out? Oh, absolutely. I don't care. I'll go see it because it entertains me, but I'm not one of you nerds that gets all hyped about it. Oh, I I think this is a major event. Because you're a nerd. It's a Star Wars movie, and it's directed by J.J. Abrams. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. getting excited about the director. Nerd. Because everything he makes is gold. Nerd. It's going to be good. Nerd. If your life had a face, I would punch it. (laughs) (laughs) The Buffalo Bills gentlemen are in London uh, preparing to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. According to a sleep therapist or a sleep specialist, that gives the Bills a huge advantage in the fact that the Bills left early in the week and the Jaguars are just arriving on Friday. Well, how you guys, you guys like this London game? Hate it. I don't like it just because of the time that it's on here. I think it's cool. I actually really wanted to get over there for this game. You wanted to go to London? Yeah, well, yeah going yeah. to London's cool, but NFL games in London's dumb. This game will be on 9.30 Sunday morning. It's like on the West Coast. You can Washington. stream it live on Yahoo, which is in my, this is where things are going to go. Oh, yeah. You're going to have live streaming. Which is going to, at 9.30 in the morning, because it's an England game, you're going to have people in church, including you two morons. Well, I'll yeah. be at work. I'm not going to lie outside if you're watching it. This is going to be a problem for pastors all over the country. <laughs> Speaking of problems, are you concerned about the Buffalo Bills? You guys are two Bills fans, so I want to ask you this. I'm not concerned about the talent necessarily on the team or even where they are in the standings. What I'm seeing is you got a quarterback problem. you got... Uh, Sammy Watkins, who, even though he's injured most of the times, is not satisfied with the amount of, uh, of plays thrown his way. You've got defenders or def- defensive players that are upset with the scheme. Are you concerned with the coach you have that some of the things you've heard with him in other places maybe is true that he does not have the control of the team that you'd want him to have? I'm concerned about the injuries because um, that's a big deal. Like you said, they finally have a capable quarterback who can win games, 
and now he's, his leg is messed up. So you need to get him back. If you're counting on EJ Manuel for more than a couple spot starts, you're in trouble. I'm not so much worried about Rex because the scheme that we've seen him using isn't the one that he's used his whole career. Um, if it was the, the classic Rex system and it wasn't working, then I think. I guess what I'm trouble. saying though is you see, it doesn't seem like these guys are on board with what he's doing. I think he's been mixing it up a little bit to combat the quick passes that a lot of their opponents have been using. But I think at this point, since it's become a public issue, I think he goes back to his typical defense. And I think he turns the pass rush loose on Blake Bortles this week. Everybody needs to relax. They're 3-3. Three and three. They're not 0-6. They're 7th in the AFC. They're right in the wild card picture. They've lost to two undefeated very good teams. And I know you're a Giants fan. You're going to hate hearing me say this, but they beat themselves against the Giants. They're not, they're not in that much trouble. Tyrod Taylor's got a, got the bye week after this week to get healthy, which by the way, he won that Tennessee three, game by three himself. Three and three on pace for a splendid eight and eight season. He's, they're gonna be better than they are right now. They've lost, they're fine. Uh, the, the sky is not falling. I'm still on the Rex Ryan bandwagon. If they get these, some of these guys back healthy, which they should be healthy, you can't stay hurt forever unless you're Percy Harvin, you're gonna be fine. I think Rex is in one of those situations that right now, you have an opportunity. You, a little bump in the road, three and three. Maybe you wanted to be a little bit better than this at this point. You're in a foreign country. You're about to play, yet play a team that you have an opportunity to come away with a win. This is an opportunity to get your team on board with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's unified. You got to make Sammy happy. You got to make the defense happy. You've got to solve your quarterback situation, which by the way, he's never been able to do. So I think you're looking at a, at at maybe a fork in the road where Rex Ryan is on is on on the hot seat, if you will, not so much for his job, but you need to make this happen right now. If you're going to have a successful season, you better get control of this team right now mm-hmm. because if not, this is going to spiral and it's going to get ugly. I hey. think I think this trip to England came at a perfect time because you see, you get a team like this going away together for a week in a foreign country. They're going to do a lot of stuff together. I think that's going to be team building, and I could really see the season turning around from here on out because they are good enough to to be a much better team than three and three. And it helps that you're facing the Jags, who have what one win. I know they're basically the home team in London because they've been there so many times, but <laughs> at least you're not going to London to face the Patriots or the Bengals. You got that out of the way here in the states. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're playing a team. You have an opportunity to enjoy the flight home with a with a win. You're in a good position. And you, but you have to do this now because if you go to London and you lose to the Jaguars, that's going to be a long flight home. Season might be over at that point, and people are going to be very unhappy. That team—that's what I'm saying. This could unravel quick. So you come back from—if you came back from London three and four, you got a game against the Dolphins after the bye. Divisional game. Divisional games are always tough, but I give the the Bills a win. Now you're four and four. But then you get the Jets, Patriots, at the Chiefs, the oh, Texans, who I think are better than their record shows, at Philadelphia, the at the Redskins, and then you're home for the Cowboys and home for the Jets. Yeah. You need to beat the Jaguars. You need to crush the Jaguars and go into that stretch feeling good about yourselves. I agree. I think this is a big game for the Bills. I think this is a critical game for the Bills. Mm-hmm. I could see them finishing the season after this game in Jacksonville seven and three, and sitting at ten and six and being just fine. And we can all look back at when they were three and three, and the sky was falling. And I can say I told you so. 
I don't think anybody's saying the sky is falling. I think what we're saying is this is an op, this is one of those situations that you come through that this is where you have to fish or cut bait. Mm -hmm. This is where you have to go or get off the pot. I really do think this this, this trip is where they come together. I was just going down a whole list of. I'm sorry. Cut you off. Things in your, your old school phrases. Yeah. Did I just frost your fanny? As a matter of fact, you did. Let me just po- talk a little bit about baseball before we get into our pest of the week because I am I, Daniel Murphy and the New York Mets. I am just listen. I love New York teams. I mean, I'm a Yankees fan, but I'm I'm excited for the Mets. But I in no way I believe the Cubs beat the Mets seven times this season, all seven times they played, and then the Mets came back and swept them. I was shocked by how dominating the Mets were in that series. Why did they keep pitching to Murphy? Stop pitching to him. He's a decent hitter. Stop pitching he, to him. He's not Superman, but apparently he's on this streak where maybe he is Superman. <laughs> uh, as a cucumber in the freezer. <laughs> I have not seen a streak like that. That no one ever on. has. I don't. No one has. It's, it's I I've, can't think of anything. I, I can't think of any stretch like that. But you know what I got to thinking about? What if the Wilmer Flores trade had gone through? Mm. Would what, what kind of difference would that have made for the Mets season? Well, you wouldn't have Cespedes. And also, when their other shortstop got taken out by Chase Utley, you wouldn't have Wilmer Flores to put in. You'd have Carlos Gomez, who didn't play all that well for the Astros yeah. down the stretch. Yeah, that's a great point. Thank you. <laughs> I'm the man. Thank you. I just that's <laughs> why I brought it up, Zach. That actually segues perfectly into my pest of the week, which is the Chicago Cubs, because I was really looking forward to this series, the Mets hitting or Mets pitching against the Cubs hitting, and the Cubs hitting just never showed up and they were Not completely overmatched. So I'm disappointed by how quickly that series got over with. I'm gonna stay in that series. I'm gonna say my pest of the week is Joanna Cespedes for coming out of the game game four in the second inning with a shoulder injury or sore shoulder. Twitter pictures showed Yuana Cespedes playing golf earlier that day. Is one related to the other? Who's I to don't say? Know who's to say? You're playing golf the day you have a game four game. I, you're up 3-0 on the Cubs. You're probably hey, feeling close. relaxed enough yeah. to go play golf. But Yuana Cespedes, you're my pest of the week, just in case that injury <laughs> has something to do with your golf swing. My pest of the week is anybody that said Jaguars this week, referring to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're not a luxury car. They're a terrible, they're a terrible football team. So they're not the Jaguars, they're the Jacksonville Jaguars. So stop it. I want to thank you for being with us. We've been glad to have you along. Your Pencil and Those Guys is brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. Visit them, townandcountrysolutions.com, fearing nothing but God. You can find us on Twitter at BTG Program. This has been Benson and those guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions.